everybody. It is Adventures Weekly. This is week 14 that I've been locked down. Wow, that's gone fast in, in a weird way. Fast but slow. It is the 19th of June here in Australia, but for those who are joining us from the US or from the UK, it is the 18th of June. So yeah, I love time travel. It's very, very important. Speaking of travel, the girl who is helping me out at the moment, Miss Tiana, how are you this week? Hi. I'm good, Nick. Thanks for having me. Bright oh, no, and early awesome on a Friday morning. Pardon? On a, on, on a Friday morning. I know. How early is it? Bright and early. I love it. It's good. <laughs> I'm sure you love it. I, um, I personally <laughs> had to set an alarm for the first time in a very long time. I'm not used to this. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> well, all right. Should we get the show rolling? We've got some important yes. guests that we need to talk to. Absolutely. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Here we go. Our first segment, which our viewers will know very well. Sailing news in 60 seconds-ish. Please take good note of the ish for this week. Now, you may have noticed in previously on that we skipped out on last week's guest. That's because the biggest news of the week is that it does look like the teams from the America's Cup do have exception for entry there'll still be a two-week quarantine period I was just explaining to our guests that we're still very locked down in the southern hemisphere the Australia New Zealand bubble will hopefully open up very soon so there's no international travel for us but hopefully the bubble will open up between Australia and New Zealand New Zealand is not letting any international visitors as such in unless they're actually New Zealand citizens. So after Avatar 2, film crew, etc., got entrance into New Zealand, the America's Cup teams were like, hello, us two. And it looks like they've been given uh, entry. So here's an excerpt from our show from last week, which explains a little bit more about that. And from Terry Hutchinson's point of view. Sailing news in 60 seconds-ish. Yeah. Managed to get back out with the family, which is the most important thing. When yeah. can we expect you guys to be training again to start off with? Yeah, I mean, I'd say, um, you know, as you pointed out, things have gone reasonably well. Um, not reasonably well. Things have gone very well for the team. You know, the, the New Zealand government, um, I would say from our pers our perspective, has, you know, they've done a really good job managing an exceptionally tough situation. And, and um, you know, we're incredibly thankful for the fact that they've um, – given us our exemptions into the country and, and defiance on her way there right now. She's about 500 miles west of um, Mexico on her way into the uh, South Pacific and into Auckland. So she'll be there kind of, um, I think around the 25th, 26th of this month. And, you know, with the exemption, there's a process that's going to take place in getting team members and family members in there and, and our, um, uh, so we're waiting early next week. We'll have some comms from MB in New Zealand, which is kind of the governing body towards um, helping us through this and and making sure that when we come into New Zealand that we're doing it in a fashion that isn't putting a massive burden on the system and that, you know, we come in, um, you know, the boat can come in, the shore team can come in and then, you know, stage it a couple of days later that we get, you know, the, the rest of the team and, and try to, as best we possibly can, just make sure that when we integrate into the community um, that we're safe and smart and, and respectful of the opportunity that we're being given. So that's the plan. I, I If it goes really well, uh, we'll sail somewhere around the 20th of July. Yay. If it goes really poorly, um, nothing to do with New Zealand. It's when I say it goes well or poorly, it's just our logistics and stuff like that. Then we'll be sailing uh, the following week. So, yeah. but all's good. You know, it's nice to have clarity. This is a funny old competition and it's great to hear you're just in your. Excellent. There we go. The news from Terry Hutchinson, they will hopefully be on the water as early as July 20. Now the first to get their applications in to get an exemption we're American Magic and Ineos Team UK. Their forms are in, apparently, from all that I know. There is no word from Luna Rossa as yet, but we will be keeping an eye on that, that's for sure. Now, in other news, today in Australia, but tomorrow in the US, would have been the start of the Newport Bermuda race, one of my favourites. I was there and on the ground last time. 
So to talk us through the amazing race, one of the great races in the world, and to talk about how they're dealing with the COVID crisis and how they've made an opportunity out of a tough situation, we have with us Jay and Summers. Thank you so much for joining us. Yay! <laughs> well, greetings from Rhode Island, where uh, it's a beautiful June day. And, uh, of course, you're a day ahead of us, but... Uh, this would be the day we would we, we would have just wrapped up our, our captain's meeting in preparation and uh, boat crews would be going out to dinner and uh, preparing for uh, uh, the race start tomorrow. Um, yeah. In fact, we just had a, a, a virtual um, uh, captain's meeting for our online race that Summers can talk about. We uh, were able to pivot and uh, partnered with uh, Sail Online to do um, an online Bermuda race, and uh, that is due to start uh, tomorrow, June 19th at, uh, uh, what is it, 1,700 hours uh, UTC, GMT, whatever it's called now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, so um, what, what, can I, what can I answer for you, Nick? Well, Jay, I guess you, you're the chairman for this edition, and you were the co-chair for the last edition, and I had the pleasure of meeting you then. Summers is, um, is now the co-chair. He's not just the technical guru that we go to for everything, to fix everything. <laughs> You've got yeah, an official title, thanks. you poor soul. Right. Yeah, so Summers yeah. will be the chairman, chairman of the race for uh, 2022, and he oh, has I taken on nice the responsibility to, to – yeah, he's taken on the responsibility to organize our – online race, which uh, we already have something like 360 uh, people signed up um, and uh, and uh, registration is still open. You can even enter even after the race starts if you want to, if you want to catch yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, so I guess for, for me, given that I'm in, I love this though, by the way, I'm in Milton, which is three hours south of Sydney. Tiana's in Sydney. Jay's in Rhode Island. Summers is in London. Sorry that you're up so late. Uh, but Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> but it just shows you how the world has had to change. And as you say, you've pivoted and Summers, now you've got this online race for the Newport Bermuda, which is just fantastic. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a great, great show of, you know, what, what people are going to be interested in doing. You know, it's probably going to end up being a slow race, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think a slow race in your living room is probably nicer than a slow race in the middle of the Gulf Stream. Um, so we'll see how that, we'll see how it plays out. You know, we can't control the weather, right? No, you definitely can't. Now, Jay, you're the chairman of the race. How long have you been involved with the Newport Bermuda race? I'll ask you each this question. I know that you race it with enthusiasm as often as you can. Well, surprisingly, um, not that my first Bermuda race was on my own boat in uh, 1998, which was a drifter. <clears throat> and um, I did several races after that on other boats. And uh, in, um, in, in 20, 2017, uh, I was asked to be uh, the vice chair of the 2018 race. And that was my first involvement with the Bermuda Race Organizing Committee. And um, I was astounded. <clears throat> excuse me, um, at the uh, level of commitment of this team of uh, 40 or more uh, experts who are very dedicated and volunteer their time and their effort and pay their own travel um, in order to organize this race for the sailing community. So it is a, an impressive group. Uh, it's a, uh, a cooperative endeavor of the Cruising Club of America and Royal Bermuda Yacht Club and it's been an absolute privilege to work with uh, such a talented group that really spent <clears throat> very close to two years preparing for the 2020 race uh, before we had to make the decision, which we made fairly early in, in, mm. uh, in late March, uh, that we really, uh, there was no way that the race could go forward safely. And we knew all the way back in March um, and that's pr probably because we uh, run some safety at sea uh, seminars and we were looking at the safety at sea seminars and the potential risk to our uh, participants in those. We had hundreds of people coming up to Rhode Island to do in-water training, life rafts, flares, firefighting. And uh, we realized that this 
uh, aerosolized um, a disease, that highly contagious and highly uh, lethal. Um, really, there was no way we could do that and social distance and protect our people. So uh, we were a little bit um, ahead of the curve, maybe because we had to face that problem. Um, and we got some really great uh, medical advice, uh, some connections to CDC. And, and actually, Summers was helpful, too, because he's, he said he's in London. And, you know, from his perspective, London and England was about, you know, a month to six weeks ahead of the U.S. in terms of the infection rate. And he just said, Jay, it's coming. You, you, you got to realize this is, this is a bad, bad deal. So um, we had a lot of advice that helped us make that decision early. And um, really everybody, all the competitors who had, uh, you know, were preparing their boats were very grateful that we made the decision early so they didn't have to spend more money and more time preparing their boats and lining up reservations and hotels and airfares for a race that ultimately would have had to be canceled. Yeah, I think you made an incredibly good decision because same as summers, Australia was a little bit ahead of you guys. And when I got the call that it wasn't going to happen, I was 100% on board because I, I, I do think it's just been one of those years. And I think what we'll do now on a, on a more positive note, we might go to an interview with, with Jay and Matt, your son, uh, at the end of the 2018 edition. Uh, I mean, it just, we just talk about what a great race it is. Again, what an amazing group of volunteers and why the race is so special and why we uh, now will expect great things from the online edition for 2020. So let's have a little bit of a look at this interview with Jay and Matt. This is Nick Douglas for Adventures of a Sailor Girl in the Newport Bermuda Race. We're live from the beautiful, beautiful Royal Bermuda Yacht Club. I have with me Jay Gal and also Matt. They were sailing together on this beautiful boat, Temptress, behind me. How was the race, guys? Well, the race was fantastic. I mean, uh, the first uh, part was as predicted. Uh, the second part was uh, calm, and uh, we were calm for a long time, very frustrating. We actually had all the sails down at one point, a little wind seeker just to... Uh, you know, keep the main from slatting and then just waited for the weather to come in as predicted, which it did finally. And uh, it was, it, it, then we had a, a, a nice period of just power reaching oh, at nice. about nine and a half knots uh, for about 200 miles. Now, now, now you're saying about nine and a half knots because I heard something about a, maybe a potential gear breakage under the way, on the way to the start, Matt. Yeah, we lost our speedometer on the way to the start. So we had to sail the whole race with just a GPS, speed over ground, course over ground, never knew the true wind speed, but we uh, have a lot of guys on board that are, grew up sailing dinghies and no instruments at all, so that helped quite a bit with that little bit of a challenge. Absolutely, and especially with a race where you probably had to keep your eyes out of the boat, might have been uh, helpful for you. Well, we actually, you know, we, we, especially when the new breeze started to fill in, we, we saw these bands of wind coming down, yeah. And we actually were short tacking up the bands of wind so as not to go out of the wind, yeah. just like you would do almost like lake sailing, sailing in a band of wind. And we had some lake sailors on board, some really good dinghy sailors. So this was old school stuff. And then we'd try stuff. We'd go on starboard and then we'd say, well, we're too headed or maybe we have a foul current. And so all that perceptiveness from it being a dinghy sailor, you know, made for a, a pretty good race for us. We ended up second in class, and yeah. that, that's a good thing. That is absolutely a good thing. Now, Matt, how is it sailing with your dad? I sail with my dad a lot, and I think it's awesome, but, you know, there's always mixed reviews. Yeah, I, I love it. This is the my second Bermuda race. Both of them I've done with him at the helm, and it's uh, it's been a great experience to be able to share this with him. And, you know, he got me into sailing when I was young and got me on a, my first boat offshore before I was a year old, and... It's, you know, no looking back from there and happy to share this with them. Yeah, that's absolutely beautiful. Now, unfortunately, next time around, you may not be able to share it with him because as the co-chair of the Bermuda Race Organising Committee, that means next time around, you'll be the chairman. Big shoes. Um, I'm going to do the race. That's uh, part of the deal. That was oh, really? A, that, was a con that was a condition of my acceptance of the position. And, yeah. and actually, uh, some people have done, the, the chairman of the race have done the race in the past. Yeah. I mean, it's important to have some people on land that can uh, uh, handle any crisis or emergencies, but uh, I think it's important for the members of the committee to also be active participants oh, sure. as racers. And, and all of our members of the committee have extensive experience doing this race, uh, dedicated group of volunteers. It's the most amazing 
set of volunteers that put this whole thing together. No paid staff. We have some consultants that, that come in and help us, but uh, there's no paid permanent staff. It's all done with volunteers with tremendous experience, and uh, my hat's off to all the volunteers who make this to make this happen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is my first time being involved with the Newport Bermuda Race, and I have to say I've really drawn from all of the wealth of knowledge that's involved not just with the people that are actually on the committee, but then everybody else who's come in behind the committee to help support. It's just fantastic. Absolutely right. And, and uh, we couldn't do it without the uh, participation of, uh, of all these volunteers and people contribute. We're, we've made a nice uh, uh, initiative this year, a new initiative that uh, really ramped up from prior years to uh, be more sustainable and, yeah. and focus on uh, uh, you know, environmental preservation. The Cruising Club of America has a long, proud tradition of, of uh, sustainability and environmental protection of the seas because we love the ocean so much. And it's nice that we're bringing that to you know, all racers to raise consciousness, particularly about plastics in the ocean. Yeah, cool. And you must be proud of your dad for ste stepping up to take on the chairman's role next time. Absolutely. Very proud of him. I know how much work he put into his vice chair role for this effort, and I think he's very excited about the challenge ahead, but we're going to miss him. I, we know he's going to be busy doing a lot of stuff. <laughs> he is going to be busy, that's for sure. But congratulations not only to this lovely vice chair and the chairman, of course, Jonathan Bruin, but everybody involved with the committee of the Newport Bermuda Race has definitely been one I'll never forget. But, hey, bring on 2020. Thank you very much. <laughs> bring on 2020. Yes, and Jonathan has done a fantastic job and the entire committee. So thank you for a great race. Oh, my gosh. I've just realized I may have jinxed you, Jay. You won't get to sail this edition. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> I'm not, oh not going to uh, make you responsible for a global pandemic. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's really nice. But you can see there the, the history that you have with the race, which is just beautiful. But Summers, I mean, your history as well. Uh, you're from Bermuda. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I'm a lot like Jay and his son. I, I'm basically Jay's son. So, Jay, in, in a couple of years' time, your son could probably be the vice chair of this race if, if things go well. Um, I, started, I started doing the race in 1996 with my dad and his friends on board. And uh, that, you know, cut my teeth on the foredeck, so to speak, and slowly worked my way aft behind the mast and, you know, back to the winches and to the wheels, so to speak. But, uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long involvement with the race and uh, being on the committee in some shape, way, shape, or form, I think, for at least 10 years now. So, yeah, it's been, it's been good. Absolutely. And then maybe one day we'll see your son, the gorgeous Seb join you to do the race, which I'm sure you would love to do. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Oh, yeah, he he's chomping at the bit. So. <laughs> I think everybody's chomping at the bit to go and do some racing at the moment. And on that, what we might do now, if you're okay with it, guys, is go over our trivia competition. What do you think, T? Should we do that? Yes, I want to see how well I did this week. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> now, you cheaters, Jay and Summers. No, it's all right. You feel free to answer the question if you like because this competition has already run on our Instagram. So for those who took part, thank you very much. How many did we have taking part this week, T? Um, two and a half thousand two, people. Two and a half thousand? I love those numbers. Very, very good. And the person who won actually got 100%. We'll, we'll reveal that in just a minute. But here is this week's trivia competition. <gasps> Beautiful shot of Rambler there. All righty. First question. Let me see what we've got here. I've got to read it. How long is the Newport Bermuda Race? Is it A, 630 nautical miles, B, 635 nautical miles, C, 640, D, 645? Jay, Summers. 635. Yeah, 635 it was. How many got it wrong, T? Most people. Um, most people, yeah. Love it. Excellent. That's question number one. So it is one of the 600-miler races in the world, and that's why I think it's joined that group. I mean, the Transpac, the Sydney Hobart, the Fastnet, all of those 600-milers, it is one of the great races, isn't it, guys? Yeah, it is It is 635 miles long, but you can sail a lot longer. <laughs> well, I remember last edition, people sending us videos, Summers, of them 
jumping off the boat and swimming around while they were completely becalmed in the Gulf Stream. This is something new and different for me. I'd never experienced the Gulf Stream before. Uh, yeah, I've, 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 I think I've experienced both, both types. I've experienced that, um, being surrounded by, you know, seaweed and not going anywhere and just doing donuts with no wind and uh, submarining through at 14 knots on a 46-foot swan, you know, and 30 knots of breeze. So, yeah. It can yeah, be fickle. And you mentioned, Jay, that last edition as well, you basically were finding the veins of wind and short tacking, even though you're in completely open ocean. Sounds very tricky. It, it, was, it was incredible. But as, as I said in the, in the, in the, in the film, um, you know, it was, these, it was in the dawn as the, uh, the new breeze started to fill in. It was coming in bands, so we just tacked up the bands like... We had lake sailors on board and some dinghy sailors, so they were very tuned in to staying in the breeze. And so, Summers, when you say that this race is going to be a long race... Uh, well, time-wise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ah, hilarious. All righty. So, next question. When was the Newport Bermuda race founded? Is it A, 1904... B, 1905, C, 1906, D, 1907. Do you guys know? Going to go with C. C. It is C. Huzzah! 1906. <laughs> Unbelievable. So it's got a bit of heritage there as well. 1906. But it's biannual, your race, isn't it? Has it always been biannual? Biannual. The Fastnet wasn't always biannual. No, in the early in the in the early years, it was. They tried to do it every year, 1906, mm -hmm. 07, 08, and yep. 09, and they moved the starting line to, which is another question. Oh, they yeah. moved the starting line to different places. Yeah, you so told I'll me ask you. off air five locations for the start previously. Five different locations. Yeah, which the were... first two were Gravesend Bay. Yeah. Gravesend Bay in New York. Mm -hmm. Then it went to Marblehead. Um, then back to Gravesend, then New London, Montauk, and actually the Newport Bermuda race is one of the shorter distances of those five locations. All right. So how long were the? But it's what, been. What's the longest? It's. It was. Um, I did Marblehead. Marblehead. I think the Marblehead race was the longest. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, um, you know, you know, since uh, the '30s, it's been Newport. And yeah. uh, and this is the this is the second time a planned Bermuda race has been canceled in the history of the of the race since 1906. The first time being 1940, which uh, was canceled because of the threat of German U-boats off the coast. But there was an alternative race then. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't online. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I was I was looking through the history. So <clears throat> the Rolex Duralia had never been canceled. It has been held every single year because it was actually created to basically get different parts of Eastern Europe to join back in again post-World War II. Um, and then you guys have had a cancellation. The Fastnet have had a cancellation previously as well, and then they went to biannual after World War II. The Rolex Sydney Hobart hasn't had a cancellation yet, but almost did with the bushfires last year. So it's mm. quite funny how... how Looking back through the history of these races, the COVID pandem pandemic has been almost as vicious as the World War II in terms of cancellations. And then also looking at fatalities, it's incredibly scary, really, when you look at it that way. Uh, anyway, yeah. that's a bit negative. So let's look at a positive question. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so in what year was the largest fleet so far in the Newport Bermuda race of 265 boats. See, I'm giving you room to grow there so far. Was it yeah. A05, B06, C07 or D08? It was B. I'd say B. 2006, B. 265 boats. That's massive. But we're, we're gonna, we, we want to break that record in 2022. Perfect. See what I mean? So far. So that's, I'm laying down yeah. the gauntlet for summers. <laughs> It'll be the comeback. Yeah. Comeback kids. Don't you worry. We're starting right now because how many yeah. did you say you have entered for the online race? 300? Uh, I think, I think they have 360. 360. Yeah. 360. Yeah. That's so good. I mean, 
given that you know, we had uh, 100, 198 boats had signed up for for the 2020 race as of really? the day we canceled and we expected we expected more people to to sign up yeah, uh, sure. by the time entry closed yeah amazing well that is one of our questions but we didn't have that many that we could find we had 170 something but um i mean the online race given that you might have multiple entries per boat that's still pretty good <laughs> yeah granted <laughs> all right next question was uh what is the newport bermuda races nickname i mean it kind of has a few nicknames but we were after d so you had the bermudaful i wonder how many people answered bermudaful <laughs> Um, uh, I don't know. 79 people. <laughs> <laughs> the Gulfstream Marathon. I thought that was apt. I love making up these answers. It's quite fun. The Bermuda Race, which it is also called, but that's obvious. We wanted right. the thrush to the onion patch. D. Yeah. Yay. Hooray. Hooray. Can somebody tell me where this came from? The thrush to the onion patch? Summers. The uh well traditionally the the race is kind of a close reach right so you're thrashing upwind uh and bermuda grows uh bermuda onion and the picking time for those is probably about three three weeks four weeks ago and they dry and they obviously they smell so you can in in old days you would you would <laughs> smell the island before you see it oh my gosh so, so literally, you yeah. could smell Bermuda as you were getting closer. Yeah. yeah. Delicious. Now it smells a lot better. It smells like oleander and hibiscus. It's much yeah. nicer. Well, yeah. <laughs> More flowers, oleanders, you know, hibiscus. Yeah. For so, yeah, you can smell it that 20, way. Though. Yeah. For those entering in 2022 summers, hibiscus, oleander. Yeah. Beautiful floral <laughs> scents as you get closer to Bermuda. There you go. There you go. Yikes. That's one of my favorite things about arriving in Bermuda, actually, is that is that wonderful. You come in and smell these wonderful flowers. It's fantastic. Oh, how beautiful. That's so nice. Oh, I just love Bermuda in general. I'm missing it so much at this time of year. I can't even explain. I usually will have, will have been there a few times. All righty. Next question. Which boat holds the record for fastest to complete the Newport to Bermuda Yacht Race? A, Rambler 88, B, Comanche, C, Elvis, gunboat, or D, Argo, the Mod 70. I love making up these answers. Who holds the record, everybody? <laughs> B, thank Comanche. Comanche holds the record, correct. All those multi-hole lovers. Elvis was the first multi-hull to complete the Newport Bermuda race in 2018 That's because right. that was the first edition that had multi-hulls, though it does not have a record. And Argo was set to compete this edition but hasn't actually competed before, so gotcha. <laughs> that was one that separated, <laughs> separated the knowers from the not-knowers. All right, which of the following is not a division in the Newport to Bermuda race? I've got a lot of people here too. The St. David's Lighthouse Division, the Gibbs Hill Lighthouse Division, the Castle Hill Lighthouse Division, or the Finisterre Division? You guys know the answer? C. 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 Yeah. The Castle Hill but there's actually, uh, there's actually a Castle Hill Lighthouse Trophy, mm -hmm. uh, which is the Bjorn Johnson Castle Hill Lighthouse Trophy for multi-hulls. Yeah. But there, it, we, we just call it the multi-hull division. Indeed, no, it's not a division so, it's name. A, it's, a, it's almost a trick question, Nick. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was totally a trick question. We've got to separate them. 2,500 people. We need one winner. <laughs> I, like, I like playing with it. you got to be on the ball to get that one right. Exactly. One. <laughs> uh, good times. All righty, next question, and this is an important one. Which of, uh, In what year did the first female skipper, Queen Hoop, Foster participate in the race? 86, 87, 88, or 89? 86. 86. Exactly. Sephedra, right? That was her boat. Yeah. Oh, that's really great, I think. It's, it's so early, actually, to have a female skipper. I think in Australia, they don't... The, the first female skipper was around a similar time. The first female to compete was actually in the second year, which was 40... 
First year. First year. First year. The first year. The first year. Yeah, which is yeah, really the, great. I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you the question: In what year did the first woman race to Bermuda? I do and not the know. Answer Please is tell me the answer. Nineteen oh six. Nineteen oh six. That's so good. <laughs> the very first race. That's so. And great. she was twenty-two years old and and had the helm at the finish line. That's fantastic. Oh, I love that. Amazing. Oh, T loves that too because T's twenty-one. <laughs> <aren't> <laughs> <you>? <laughs> yeah, twenty-one. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Alrighty, we're nearly all the way through. And speaking of twenty-two-year-olds, what was the age of the youngest winning skipper, Kyle Weaver? Now, please take note that there's Gosling's rum in this photo, and I would not have done that if they were below the age of twenty-one. So it was A eighteen, B twenty, C twenty-two, or D twenty-four. So anybody who answered twenty or eighteen, shame on you. I left you well, a few Nick, there. That picture looks that picture looks like you're in Bermuda and the drinking age is eighteen there, so I think you're all right. <laughs> I know, I know, we're safe. But it was actually C twenty two. So uh, we do like a A Naval Academy midshipman. Indeed. I've lost my trivia. I got so excited. Where's it gone? There it is. Hey, hey, hey. Found it. Excellent. Now we'll have our little fireworks store. C, 22. Indeed. Alrighty, next question. We're nearly at the end. This is the last question, in fact. A lot of people didn't get this one right, although when Tiana first put it up, she got the answer wrong, and I also got hounded by a lot of people, so apologies to everybody. But who was the winner of the St. David's Lighthouse Trophy in... That's 22 still. Who was the winner of the St. David's Lighthouse Trophy in... 2018. It was Grandoon. Well done to them. Good little family team. Uh, a 50-year-old Columbia 50. Yep. Oh, I might have to share that interview after this because that was just amazing, actually. They found the boat. Oh, it was his father's. They'd found the boat, refurbished it, raced it as a father-daughter, which was the granddaughter and father. Oh, I, yeah, I was a bit teary. Good story. <laughs> Such a lovely story. Such lovely yeah. winners as well. So, uh, yeah, that was our quiz for this week. So, congratulations. Uh, shout out to Louisa Pickering, who got 100% of the answers wrong. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like the Cook's Trophy. Yeah, we give her the Cook's Trophy, yeah. which in the Newport Bermuda race is the last cook across the line. And first was... TGI Fishing, he got 100% of the answers correct. That's our first person to get 100% correct on the quiz. Round of applause. Very well done. You will have a Pantaneous prize pack coming your way and you'll go in the draw to win a major praise prize when we draw out all of the winners in December. So that's very exciting. Anyway, back to the Newport Bermuda race. Uh, the online division in more detail, I think it's about time we did that. But I think maybe before we go on to that, now that I've got a little bit of a taste for Gosling's rum in my mouth, uh, maybe we should have a little bit of a look at the Gosling's prize party or the, what do we call it? The volunteers party? Is that the Gosling's party the in crew, Newport? Crew party? The crew, the crew party, party, which wouldn't have been last night. It would have been the night before, Yeah. Well, yeah, for you. Correct. Yeah. Wednesday, Wednesday night at It'll the, the Newport Shipyard. We can't do it Thursday yeah. night because nobody wants to do an offshore race hungover. No, not many. <laughs> that's for not sure. Many. Oh, not me. I don't want to work an offshore race hungover, that's for sure. Let's have a little bit of a look back at the Gosling's party, which is the crew party, just before we kick off the start of the Newport Bermuda race. And hopefully we'll see this come back in 2022. Hey, Summers. Uh, they'll be back. Trust me. Here we go. This is Nick Douglas for Adventures of a Sailor Girl at the Gosling's Rum Party at the Newport Shipyard for the Newport Bermuda Race. This is the time where the amazing volunteers who have done a fantastic job to register 170 teams over the past two days 
get to celebrate with all those competitors as well. Now, Gosling's rum, so renowned with Bermuda, and that's why it's fantastic to know that that's our next stop after we've had a few dark and stormies. The coolest thing about this party is that the Newport Shipyard, Gosling's Rum and the Newport Bermuda Race as part of their sustainability program have gotten together and their initiative is just fantastic to ensure that only one plastic cup is given to each person at this party. They have to reuse it and there's no straws. Great to see that they're putting their money where their mouth is when they're talking about the environment and I just love it, I have to say. problem <laughs> but yeah I've got a little image of that party down there too great little gathering and then of course we have even more of them when you get to Bermuda it is really a, a great race on and off the water isn't it yeah definitely it sure is and it's it's uh it's it's uh it's after five here in Rhode Island so I hope you both a dark have a drink. Storm in my future very soon <laughs> summers would definitely be called a nightcap do you have one summers Good mine's, mine's <laughs> empty yours are empty Oh no! Do you want me to put on another video? Oh, so it's you really can late get here. Drink? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think um, we should talk a little bit more about the online race. Hey, Summers, what do you think? Sure. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. four divisions. Do you want to talk me through those divisions for those who might want to enter? Yeah. Well, that that was uh, when we when we quickly made the decision to you know to try and come up with an online race. Uh, we looked for you know, what was out there and what was possible. And it we were lucky to come across uh, Sail Online and the folks there at sailonline.org. And they were able to accommodate sort of one of our requests of having four different types of boats all yeah. in the same online rates, um, which kind of mimics a little bit of the division um, scenario that we have in the Newport Bermuda race, which is great. So we've, um, we, we quickly sent out a sort of request to some sponsors and got some great um, feedback and answers from a lot of different places. And so we've got a Deller 46, an Italian 14.98, an XP 55. Yeah. What else do we have? And uh, as you XP know, Sunfast 33, that's the that XP one. 55 there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the Sunfast 330. Unpass, yeah, three, three hundred, which 300. is a double-handed division. Yep. Yeah. So that that'll be an exciting uh, little thirty-three foot boat. And the yeah. Forty-six. So, the Daler forty-six there. Yeah. So yeah, it was great that they that those uh, sponsors came back and supported this um, this activity that we're doing and you know keeping in touch and giving them access to to everybody that, that that loves the Newport to Bermuda race. Yeah, that's great. And entry is free, yeah? And people can still sign up. Entry is free. Yeah, people can still sign up. I mean, uh, earlier this evening, there was uh, there was uh, less than 300 signed up. Now we are at 360, I think. And Fantastic. yeah, you can sign up even after the race starts. You can go online and sign up and take off a day later if you, if you want to. Oh, great. Um, you know. Yeah, so it's just getting more people out there, you know, having fun. Indeed, and I think also, look what I got. What have you got? <laughs> oh, I got a dragon story! Hooray! <laughs> My wife go. just made it for me. <laughs> oh, you're so lucky! Cheers! Cheers! I think I'm yeah, going to coffee. <laughs> and I love this cup too. It just says "Good morning" in several different languages, which you can't say after having a coffee. 
Hey, so I'll just make a little plug. Sale Online is a not-for-profit, and yeah. they do a terrific job. They really are, you know, we really think it's the best platform. And even though the race is free, for $35, you can get a one-year membership to the Sale Online Yacht Club, and I would encourage everybody to do that, to support this not-for-profit that is uh, – is it's really going to make it nice. We're going to be able to, you know, dream about being on the water. We're going to be able to see the gribs and the, yeah. the wind arrows and, and, and check the course and determine your heading and your true wind angle. And so even though we're not on the water, we get to um, do something that we all love to do. So uh, support, support sell online if you can. And that's what the $35 gives you when you join the yacht club, so to speak, you get access to that content. Yeah, then yeah, well, what enter, they can do is you, 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 yeah, you get to enter series and standings ranked. and leaderboards and stuff like that. You get ranked. Okay. Yeah, great. but it, it's yeah. it's going to even if you don't do another sailing of uh, sailing online race, it goes to a good cause. It supports the organization. Yeah, absolutely, and and especially as they put themselves out there to help you with this race to give you. Another way of getting people out there, as you said, and just getting more people involved, even if they sign up tomorrow. Uh, it's, it's something really great. And as you said, right at the start of the show, Jay, I think a lot of us have had to pivot this year and try and find other ways to make things work in a world where health just had to be the focus. I mean, health should always be the focus, essentially, but we, we really had to be making, making sure we were socially distant. So it's been tough. But, uh, yeah, a big shout-out to Sail Online. For getting involved uh, they've got their $35 and I'm going to give a little shout out here as well to those who want additional help with the online race Will Oxley has put together a program as well the navigator from wizard and he has said that if you head to willoxley.com there's a special there where you can sign up to get all of his expedition package as well and that might give you a little uh, leg up so a bit of a shout out there. I'll um, I'll put the link up a little bit later if anybody wants bonus help. You can you can see Jay writing that down, right? Yeah. <laughs> so because Jay, know you've been training, haven't you? Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, we uh, you know, we're, we're downloading gribs, <laughs> and I've got uh, what what we're doing in our race. So you can do it multiple ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could hand over control to different members of your crew, like standing watches. Oh wow! Or That's in, a good idea. in in the case of my boat. Um, we're racing against each other. We're competing against each other in different boats. So it's pretty cool. Um, and Expedition is a very powerful, very powerful program. So Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I think I've got a little Big video fans. here that Will sent me here. Jay, I'm going to put this up for you so you can have a little bit of a look. This is a small part of what you can get at um, willoxley.com if you want bonus help and the ability to win more prizes. Let's have a little bit of a look. And thanks to Will Oxley for um, sending this through. Um, if it was a, a boat like a 72, we'd be looking at trying to get the masthead zero up to just do whatever we can to increase the perpendicular distance to the coast and then sort it out from there. So a fast reaching mode, given that we know we're going to be lifting. So uh, we don't mind being slightly uh, deeper and faster because the breeze is going to lift. So we let we go on to the bigger sails earlier because we know we're going to continue to lift. It's not until about here that the two courses diverge so that we still have time there to get a new model. And remember here, when we're in the pre-start, right just before it, we're going to have access to the HRRR. So we can actually get a much better handle on this. So now we start to diverge and it's at this point that probably we're thinking about a point that we're aiming for to set up for the Gulf Stream. So if we bring the Gulf Stream picture back, open the image. Okay, so we're, the, the model brings us in about here if we're taking the, you know, then that's using the current model. So, so we're conscious of uh, trying not to sail any distance further than we have to. So we've perhaps gone a little faster and wider here. We've gone, continued to go onto the bigger sail, onto the bigger sail, knowing that a jibe is coming, but we're still sailing fast. We've then jibed and uh, 
we need to have some sort of point here to aim for. So from somewhere around. Jay, can you get any closer to your screen there? <laughs> I think your forehead almost touched the screen, Jack. What? <laughs> You're getting closer and closer. You're intrigued. <laughs> yeah, but um, so oh, go it's good. Will... It's good stuff. I know. So if you go to willoxley.com, the navigator of Wizard, who won the Gibbs Hill Lighthouse Division last Newport Bermuda yes. race, and a shout out to the Askies of you lots. Um, they basically we've seen people in various elements of our sailing industry trying to make things work as well. So he's created a two-hour tutorial, uh, which is specific to the Newport Bermuda race. So that was talking about the 70-footer size boat in his little demo there. But he does talk about the actual division boats. So you can go and get some more help at his website if you want some cheats. <laughs> I'm running out of that. <laughs> Now, speaking about other people who support the Newport Bermuda race, of course, we have Goslings as a sponsor, Bermuda as a sponsor, and please, everybody, um, think about Bermuda on the east coast of the US once you are able to travel again. And uh, we also have the Heli Hansen store in Newport who have all of the merchandise for this edition, which was already created. They have that for sale, don't they, guys? They do, yeah. and and I would encourage everybody to support uh, Helly Hansen. That they're, you know, they're a small retailer in Newport, and they they bought a lot of inventory, and uh, they took the inventory risk. And I hope everybody goes and buys a shirt and a jacket for the yeah. 2020 race uh, from Helly Hansen. I believe there's a percentage off as well, and I know that everybody would love to be sitting at home doing the virtual race whilst wearing their kits. It would be really, really cool. Absolutely, and I, you know, I want to give a shout. Yes, I want to give a shout out to North Sales and uh, yep. Safe Harbor Marinas, and, um, uh, Newport Shipyard, McMichael's yep. Yacht Yards, and Barton and Gray, as well as Bermuda Tourism and Goslings. For those are our real uh, great sponsors, and we're very, very, very appreciative. They've been involved for a number of years, and we saw Newport <coughs> Shipyard in that Gosling party video as well, which was quite awesome. But I do have a little bit of footage from the last edition when I may have gotten stuck into the merchandise. So we might have a little look at that and then we'll come back and wrap up the show. How's that sound? Sounds good. Here we go. This is Nick Douglas for Adventures of a Sailor Girl and we're here in Newport for the start of the Newport Bermuda race. So exciting, guys. Registrations are finally open. Let's go take a look at what's happening at race headquarters. So here we are at race headquarters set up right near the New York Yacht Club. So exciting. Plenty of setups from all our sponsors and so great to meet so many people already. We've got all the Heli Hansen gear. I mean, vests with the awesome logo. Check that out. I think I've got one of these somewhere, I have to go find them. Oh, even up to the offshore kit, I mean, check this out, I mean, it's amazing. I'm definitely trying this on and there's so many other people having a look at some of the great merchandise on sale here. Oh, everyone's walking away with the goods. We're in! Fantastic! It's perfect, it's even going to cover up my mouth, I think. What do you think? But on a much more serious note... <laughs> That was the perfect jacket for me. <laughs> <laughs> Tiana, you're not meant to laugh at that. <laughs> I didn't. I was just thinking, I was back there in um, 2014 watching the start of the Newport Bermuda race and I was just looking at the club getting a bit um, sentimental. It's a beautiful Aww. place. It is such a lovely place. Lovely venue, very iconic. Um, yeah. It is a beautiful race. You've got yeah. iconic at both ends. Yeah, absolutely. Iconic beauty at both ends. Yep. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Great history at both ends. It's just a very special, very special race. So much race. history. And sorry to not be on the water, but um, here we are. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm yeah. sorry to not be on the Planning water too. Planning for 2022. Indeed. Summers, were you going to race this year or were you going to commentate with me? Oh, I probably was going to be commentating with you. I don't know. It was going to be one of those last-minute things again, right? <laughs> no, last year I, comment I was meant to commentate with John Burnham and then at the last minute, Summers, oh, I guess I'll come and commentate and I'm not sure how we would have survived without him. 
Summers knows every single yeah. boat in every single division. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had a good we had a good driver. Yes, we definitely had a good driver. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. He was such an expert. Unbelievable. Oh yeah, my can't gosh. Go, can't go wrong with a past Commodore from the New York Yacht Club who's taking part in the America's Cup. Yeah. Etc. 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 Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> you know, I interviewed our media boat driver. Gosh, I've had some overqualified media boat drivers before, but he was definitely <laughs> one of them. Oh. He probably was the most. Yeah. Indeed. Anyway. All righty, guys. We, we better wrap it up because I know I've had you online for over an hour, but uh, thank you so much for everything that you've done to put this beautiful race together. I'm very sorry that it isn't able to go ahead. Um, but everybody sign up. Go and get involved with the online virtual race. If you want additional help, you know where to find it or look back. And uh, and I guess we'll see everybody in 2022. Yes, we will. Well, I hope before that. I hope before that, Nick. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sorry. Keep I up the good you. work, Nick. This is fantastic. Thank oh, you for, thank you, thank you for yeah, everything great job. you do for the sailing community, keeping everybody informed and uh, making, making it fun. So thank you. Oh, I'm... I'm really lucky that it's such a great sport and that I'm able to have uh, so many family members around the world, basically, is how I feel. And I'm just trying to help my family. That's all. Very lucky. And here is about where You're I would a insert job. a clip of, of Seb and I doing the soaker in the backseat of Summer's car <laughs> on the way to the Royal Bermuda Yacht Club. But I'll save yeah. Seb the embarrassment. He might hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and Great. Summers is very grateful right now that I didn't make him watch an interview of himself. <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. Alrighty, we are going to cut it here, guys. Uh, next week, uh, the guest is yet to be revealed, but we'll keep you posted on our social media. Make sure you keep an eye out. Tiana, any final shout-outs from social media? Um, we've had a lot of people just saying talking about you too. You're, you guys are obviously fam familiar faces around the club. Um, and we've had someone's talk, we had the Newport race saying the organizers of the Transpac race um, and the Bermuda race agreed to shift their biannual years to not overlap around that time as well. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Which makes sense. Yeah. Because the Transpac. Yeah. We try not to, we, we try not to step on any, any other races and, you know, people said, well, why don't you do it in 2021? And, we we don't want to do that because we don't want to compete with other events that are happening. We, we we have our slot and they have theirs, and we want to coexist. Oh, it's the only way to go is to coexist. It's uh, this sport doesn't exist without cohesion and uh, compromise. I would say <laughs> being very flexible. So yeah. and cooperation, right? Exactly. Alrighty, guys. Well, have a fantastic evening, Summers. Sleep well. Great. Jay, good luck with everything. Thanks, good thanks. luck to everybody who's doing the online race. And um, and maybe we'll yeah. see you on the start line. <laughs> thanks, Nick. Thanks, thanks guys. Pete.